Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinooki. We acknowledge the Satina, Huradene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Well, today's guest is uh, Darcy, as you can tell by the beard. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the there, long, flowing beard. You out can there feel in it. radio land, you can feel it. There, I'll brush it on the mic a little bit. <laughs> How's it going, brother? It is hot. I'm sweaty. Yeah. But it's going good, man. Yeah? Yeah. Hot, sweaty, and you're doing good. Yep, and I'm moving, so it's uh, it's been challenging. But yeah, so let's uh, let's just go right into it, but let's get let's go backwards a bit because I was yep. thinking we wanted to do this about change and coping with change and all that, and really, you're the guest, so we're gonna go back to your moment where the change really started, and that would have been like May of 2020. Yes, right? so I think we've done a couple podcasts where I've talked about losing my job. Yeah. So I got laid off May 2020, and I got I was like, oh well, I got a little severance. I'll take a little couple months off, like mm-hmm. summer. You know, I've never had the summer off, and then I'll get back to work in the fall. And and then the fall came, and it was like there were no jobs, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like it it was getting really draining, like emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, whatever, mentally, to just continuously day after day look at your email and be like rejected 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 oh my goodness and you and then the whole process now is painful Mm -hmm. so like i've learned now that when you send out your resume some places have you do like skill testing questions about excel and that takes a half an hour so like you're not even just submitting your resume online you have to submit your resume but you have to fill out an account Mm -hmm. with their hr system and then you got to set it up and then you got to basically redo your entire resume in it so mm-hmm. that takes a half. So like, it's like an hour a resume sometimes. Yeah. And then you're like, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get that anyway. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So then it's just rejections. And then it's, you know, so it was just, it was really, really getting bad. And mm-hmm. I was uh, not in a, a sunshine happy place. <laughs> um, by February, March, April. Yeah. Um, the severance was gone. The EI was running out. And I like I literally was like, well, I'm I'm gonna go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got like three job offers in one week, and none of them were in town. Yeah. So two were in Lethbridge, and I took the one in Lethbridge, and uh, it's been an insane change since. It's like mm-hmm. so basically from May one, like it was a full year that I was laid off, um, and now it's uh, it's been three months now of. Trying to figure out how to move, getting mm-hmm. it moved, but it's uh I don't move a lot, so mm. it's not easy for me. 
Yeah. You know, like there's other people that are like, yeah, you just box shit up and away you go. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't do that. I've done, I've like, I've moved three times as an adult. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But once from an apartment where we didn't have much stuff. So it's like, you're cleaning out a house of like 16 years worth mm. of stuff that you're just like, well, I'll keep it. Cause I have a house and there's space and why not keep that mm. crappy shit? <laughs> so, but stuff that's that where you never look at again. Right. Yeah. And, or, or you're like, well, I'll clean it out, but yeah, later, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to clean that out now. I have a house. Later's I'm, fine. I'm living here. It doesn't matter. So yeah, that's, that's what kicked me out. See, looking back, I should have spent all of 2020 cleaning out my house. But, yeah, but you couldn't have known yeah. you were going to move. Well, that's just it. And then I would have cleaned it out, but not as much as I am now because mm-hmm. I wasn't moving. Right. Yeah. But that's where, so yeah, it was a full year of, uh, at first it was great, and then it just started to get to be where mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to find another job that pays me what I was, even close to mm-hmm. what I was making. And even now I'm not making what I was, but yeah. uh, the job itself I'm much happier. Because you switched industries entirely, right? Completely. You, like, my life has wholeheartedly changed. So let's talk about that, because I know from May of 2020... Until February, March, April of this year, right? Yeah. You had developed, you, you were developing some other skills that you have now. Yes. Right? And so yeah. did that you find, first tell us about the skills, but then also did you find that developing those skills helped you kind of make it through some of the hard shit? Well, it did because I started, uh, like I took some uh, meditation teacher training mm-hmm. so I could, you know, guide, do guided meditations and stuff. And uh, so I do have some meditations up on Insight, Timer, mm-hmm. and uh, on my website and stuff. And I'm still doing that. And it's I called Quiet Monkey Meditations. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Quiet Monkey Meditations. Um, but I haven't really been engaged with that for the last three months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. I think I did a lot of that stuff because I was like, well, now's the time to do it, right? I have time mm-hmm. off. I have a little bit of money I could spend on stuff like this. So I was like, all right, cool. And uh I honestly, I think it did, it's the only thing that got me through. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know I would have really spiraled to, I, I probably would have been a shitty, really shitty person to live with mm. is what I'm saying. Well, it, you was know? A sh- it was a shitty year, even if you kept your job. Yeah, it like, was. 2020 was a nightmare. It was. And it was because there was so much uncertainty. And yeah. then when I started looking for a job, like I've never had to put out more than 20 resumes mm-hmm. before I had three or four job offers. Every time you were telling me about your you applying and putting out resumes, it made me queasy, hey, because I'm oh. like, because I haven't done that in so long either yeah. that it really did. I got uneasy for you, yeah, because it's such a new thing again. Oh, and it it's such you know the thing I hate about that is it's like it's like you have to justify yourself to somebody else. Like, I know, yeah. They they get to sit there and judge you, even though they don't really know you, and you're basically begging them for a job and trying to make it look like all the other candidates are shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a shitty competition. Mm. And it, it doesn't feel good. Even like um, going through, through a few interviews that I did do, um, it just didn't feel good. Like it, it, it just felt like you're trying to sell somebody something they don't want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so unfortunately it, that something is you. Yeah. And so and you, you have to demean yourself and, and then answer the, dumbest questions possible and it's just like <laughs> what was the dumbest question you well, had to it was answer like, you know well in your past experience tell us of a time when you've had conflict at work and how you dealt with that it's like well i i, I talked to the person like i what the f- how do you make that sound really fancy 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, well, I waited till they calmed down. Then I went and talked to them. And then we got worked it out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, went to the supervisor or went to the whatever. Like, but it's just it's a dumb question. Like, mm-hmm. everybody faces conflict at work at some point. Yeah. And you just deal with it. Like, I, mm-hmm. but, and then it was, but it just was one canned answer, question to the next. It wasn't like, well, this is the specific job we have. And mm-hmm. let's talk about your skills and how they relate. It's, it's just these generic questions. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you, you feel just kind of like you're selling your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just demeaning. Like, and really, like what it comes down to is, especially over the last little bit here, it's employers are just putting nets in the water, right? And just pulling out whatever's yeah. in there. I think so too. Because there was a few jobs where like my skills were exactly what they listed there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it was like, nope, you reject it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how does that work? And then I started getting that, well, you have too much experience. Mm-hmm. So I came up with this little theory of mine that in our 20s, we have not enough experience. And in our 40s, because that's where I'm at, we have too much. So really, I think we should be only government mandated to work in our 30s. <laughs> the rest of the time, just universal basic income, that yeah. shit. Because like, I was like, how do I have too much experience? Like, mm. If somebody who's got a law degree and a doctorate and stuff wants to work at McDonald's, mm-hmm. why would you stop them? That'd probably be a really good employee. Like, I, I just don't mm-hmm. get it. You know what well, I mean? Like, the, the, most of the reason why they do it is for because of pay. Yeah. Because of wages, right? But also because, like, chances are you're not going to stay a frontline worker if you have that kind True. of experience, right? Yeah. I but just, that's what – it's that painting with a big brush, right? That's exactly. all it is. Well, yeah. and especially now because, like, the, I mean, we have so many layoffs in Alberta alone. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you say that? Like, you – now is the time to scoop up that talent. Mm-hmm. And maybe they like the place they work. Like maybe they like working for you. And so it's not worth an extra five, 10 grand a year. Maybe mm-hmm. they just like to stay there once things are a little more normalized. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. But apparently I'm odd because <laughs> I, and that's why I don't do HR because that's not what it was. And it was, but again, it's just very degrading. Like you have to like, it's like you're approaching the queen or royalty on one knee and you mm-hmm. have to just eat the shit they give you. Yeah, and then sit there and wait for the phone call back. Mm. Well, and and so. they were lowballing you, like you yeah. were getting lowballed, and and that well, kind and, of stuff and, happens to. Yeah, and it's like, right? well, let's get a guy with four degrees, but pay him thirty grand a year. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know. So it was, and I, I feel bad for like I just felt bad for anybody that has to go through this. And there's mm. thousands of Albertans right now that are trying to get jobs still and trying to, you know, and it's just, it's just a battle, and it's like. This sucks, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to degrade everyone else that's trying to get these jobs, Mm-mm. but you have to in order to like try to stand out, right? So mm-hmm. it was just very dehumanizing, I found. Um, and that's probably why I chose to go to work where I was because yeah. it was the least, well, it, it was actually a good interview. Like it was relaxed, it was casual. Mm-hmm. We talked about the job, they didn't ask stupid questions. You know, um, well, because they wanted to know if you'd fit with them, right? Yeah, and, and they were really into whether not just the the financial fit for them was there, mm-hmm. but the or the uh, benefit that I'm going to bring to the company. But it was also like, are you going to fit in this industry in this mm-hmm. environment? Like, it's a very casual environment. Mm-hmm. I'm going from corporate Calgary to this, and so they they were very good that way. Um, but I'll tell you, it was like it was getting desperate. I was mm-hmm. I was. I think I only had maybe another two months to go yeah. before my EI ran out. And then I was like, I, 
Then what? Like, yeah. what am I going to do? I have no income. Yeah. So the other stuff, like the quiet monkey stuff and things like that, I wasn't, I mean, I never saw that as a way to, you know, make $20 million a year, but yeah. it was something that helped my mental health through all mm -hmm. of that. Cause there was lots of times where I just have to stop like maybe two, three times a day and mm -hmm. just meditate or go for a walk and meditate or go outside in the backyard and just sit there and stare at the sky for a while. Like, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that helped me through all of last year was just sitting in my backyard mm. in, at night, either with my family or, or, you know, if it was cold or bugs or whatever they were inside, but just sitting out there and being quiet and, and just like calming down mm -hmm. um, and just let, trying to let it go. Uh, so I've kind of, in hindsight, I see the last year and a half or so as a huge opportunity for personal growth. Mm -hmm. But man, I tell you, going through it, it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> just feels like shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, and to be honest with you, man, I was that we were walking together the whole way pretty much. And yeah, we were, there, you know, because we kept working the yep. whole time. And um, it was, you handled it well. Like you yeah. handled it well on the outside, at least anyway, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm learning more and more that most of us, handle can handle things well on the outside but that doesn't mean we're handling it well on the inside absolutely <laughs> you know I, uh, and i think even the stuff we were doing i think that was because it, it kept me busy oh kept, kept my mind off of my own bullshit right yeah. and then because what i was finding was the more i was just at home alone just sitting there trying to get my resume out and stuff mm -hmm. you just your brain starts sitting there and like oh you're not yeah i guess you're not good enough for any job mm -hmm. oh why are you you're, why are you so bad at this why mm -hmm. you, you must suck and you just start, it, it just, I don't know if it's for everybody, but for me, yeah. it would just be the one or two things like, oh, that was so stupid. Why, oh man, why am I so stupid? Mm -hmm. And then it just would start to escalate. So I think when I would come here, we would do videos or we'd do the podcast. It was a way to like get away from that. Mm -hmm. And then I'd sit here and, and especially with the podcast, I'd listen to somebody's story and I'd just think, man, like, I, I think I can find a job. Mm -hmm. But it, it kind of gave me that like, no, I can get past that shit mm -hmm. in my head now. And it's yeah. like, I can put that away now and go move forward. And it really did keep me going, I think. I, all the me stuff too. we were doing. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. Without question, it kept me going, man. The podcast, the hearing about people like just overcoming a lot of shit, right? Yeah. Like, and realizing that we were in the middle of a lot of shit too. And, Absolutely. And that we had to overcome it. I think together we all kind of overcame it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, that, in that respect anyway. Um so how are you feeling now? Because you're in a new industry. Like, do you want to talk about your industry? I'm or? totally happy as, yeah, with it. Um, go for it. So I, I did go into the cannabis industry yeah. from the oil industry. And uh, I pray to the creator or God or whatever you believe in higher power that I never go back. Because mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's uh, night and day. Yeah. Um, the place I'm working at, like they've, they've asked me probably 15 times if my family's handling the move okay, mm -hmm. if I need any help with the move. Uh, like if I need time off for the move, mm -hmm. like they're wondering how my daughter's handling it, if she's settling in okay. Like, and that's, a, to me, that's foreign. Mm -hmm. Like when I worked in the oil industry, I worked at one place in my entire adult life that for the first part that I worked there was like that. And then they mm -hmm. changed management and that all went away. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it's that kind of family feel where, yeah. yeah, we're a business. We're here to make money. We all know that we're only employed here if this business makes money. Mm -hmm. So they they don't need to treat you like dog shit mm -hmm. to get you to do your job. And in fact, it's just the opposite. Like everybody's yeah. there. It's it's really casual. Like 
Uh, we got one guy who, you know, likes to sleep. So he sleeps late and he comes in late, but he stays late. Yeah. And so, and they don't care. It's like, get the job done. Like, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted that. And mm-hmm. I always thought that's the best way to run a company. Yeah, but, man. Just get the job done. But, I'll, and it's just getting into the industry. It's, uh, for me, it's new. Um, I'm in supply chain management, so it's very exciting that way for a, a supply chain management nerd like me, mm-hmm. um, because there's no real, like, existing structure mm-hmm. for doing what I do. Um, I'm in a company, it's a retail company that's got like, well, we have eight stores now, nine by October, probably 10 by the end of March, April next Mm -hmm. year. And so they're growing and, uh, but it's just because of that, nobody, there's never been an instant where this has happened before in Mm -hmm. this industry. And I've learned a lot about the cannabis industry and the AGLC and government regulations. That is hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. But it, it makes my job really challenging. Yeah. And, but I love it. Like, it's great. I go to work, like I said to my wife the other day, and she's like, how was your day? And I'm like, I don't know. I, like, I, I'm, I'm a drug buyer. Mm. Like, I buy drugs. So, like, I bought weed, and then I bought a Plinko machine. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, what do you want me to, like, how is my, like, Did you buy the know. Plinko machine for the office? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty for awesome. For Yeah, I figured so you did. We, they want to have events where they give away prizes. Yeah. And I'm like, what about a Plinko machine? They're like, buy one. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that we're doing. Like, it's fun. Mm. Like, I've bought uh, the weirdest shit since I've been there. Like, yeah. you know those in, those things where they, the guys with the arms and they, they dance with the air? Yeah, the inflatable wavy guys? Yeah, yeah. If you take the arms off, now it doesn't look like a human, so a cannabis company can have them now. Oh, okay, So because it looks like a joint. Yeah, well... Ish. Yeah, but it doesn't, different. Look, it doesn't look like a human, yeah. so it's not going to be attractive to children is the theory. I know, man. That's got to be a government of Canada thing, man. <laughs> it's totally got to be a government Government of thing. Alberta. Government of Alberta thing. Actually, I found out that Alberta... You cannot use wavy yeah. arm inflatable thing because it looks like a human and might yep. attract children. Not even kidding. <laughs> Dude, there's... Okay. I don't, I don't want to get too much into the weeds here. Dude, we could go in the weeds. We've got time. <laughs> there is a, there's a, a new strain that came to market within the last couple of weeks, and it was originally called Pennywise. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, that's the clown in it. That's right. They, the, in Alberta only, they cannot call it Pennywise because it's a clown, and it might be attractive to children. Oh, dear God in heaven. And I'm like, have you never seen the movie? Because that is not attractive to children. I would suggest the opposite of (laughs) attractive, but... (laughs) So anyways, now it's, in Alberta only, it's P-wise. P-dot-wise. I'm like, are you kidding? Oh, I love it, man. I love how the government can just make a mockery out of any business, eh? Oh, it's just They just come in and just make a bunch of bullshit. It's so ridiculous. And I like, love it. You go to order stuff, and it, they may or may not send it to you. Yeah. So, like, you don't even know what you're getting yeah. in your store week to week until, like, it's already too late to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... Like in terms just, of strains and stuff like that? Yeah, or? like, so if they have 100 cases of, uh, I don't know, whatever, strain A, yeah. well, if you order it, you may or may not get it. Because they put it on lottery f- with all the stores. Okay. Well, if you don't get that, how do you have stuff to sell? So then you got to like order and kind of try to guess what they're going to put on lottery and what they're not. And mm-hmm. it's fucked up, dude. Dude, that is so messed up. 
The government has made it very complicated. They sure have. Uh, with man. a whole bunch of bullshit rules, most of which they don't even enforce. And they'll which, admit they don't enforce it. And none of us are surprised by any of this. No. Well, those of us who know the government at all. Yeah. But it's interesting because I do think, I still think it's a growing industry because, yeah. you know, love it or hate it, uh, it's an industry. And for me, it's, it's a more stable industry than the mm-hmm. oil and gas industry, which is why I never want to go back. Um, I, I don't ever want to live with this. Yeah, you make a lot of money and then you get laid off. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you make a lot of money and then you get laid off. And, oh, and you work for potentially an evil corporation. Well, that's just it. Like, I, I, I do feel that this is more ethical. Mm-hmm. Um, just because what I was doing before, literally, I had chemicals that were dumping in the earth. That if you put a five-liter pail in a lake like Sylvan Lake, it would kill the lake mm-hmm. for like the next hundred years. Yeah. And I, I was selling like I was part of the company selling that shit. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't feel good. Um, and the oil industry, it, I'm not knocking it, but there's a lot of things that I just didn't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. anymore. But it's what I knew, and it's how I made my money. So mm-hmm. I can't really complain about it. Well, and, and just before we move on, like, we're not saying that we hate oil. Not at all. Like, that's not, not neither all. of us do. No. Neither of us hate oil and gas. The whole idea is is to find a more sustainable balance between all yeah. of the different energies, right? Yeah. As opposed to just having one be the mainstay. Right. Yeah, like I, I don't honestly believe we'll ever get rid of oil. What we you know, need it for I mean, plastics, we yeah. need it for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like ninety percent right? of your household is exactly. Oil. That's right. So like I just I know we'll never get rid of it. I think we'll reduce how much we use over time. But that can't that be a bad be, thing. Yeah, no, right? and, and that's like, right. It can't be a bad thing. Yeah, but I just I find now like I want to have a stable like this is I literally go to work like by eight thirty a.m. come home, come home around four, and I got like. A, there's no fighting. There's no bickering. There's no egos at work. Mm-hmm. If you if somebody screwed up, screwed up. It like, sounds like literally from what you've told me, it sounds like probably a little bit of heaven working there. It really is. It's honestly, it's like the ideal job that I've always wanted mm-hmm. because they they respect what you do. Like um, already, like within the first week, I was making suggestions on things, and they mm-hmm. were actually taking that. Like. And that's just something, it's just those little things that like, if you've ever worked in corporate environment, especially downtown Calgary, ideas aren't necessarily welcome all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Brainstorming sessions tend to not be open Mm -hmm. to everybody's ideas. They're usually open to the three ideas we want you to think about. And only by the three people who put forth the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very stark contrast. And their executive committee. Yeah. But I just, I just, um, for me, it's about like at this point in my life, I want calm, I want even keel. I mm-hmm. just want to kind of not necessarily coast through life, but I want to work and live, and that's what I want. But I'm also going to say this: that if what you wanted was to coast through life, that's okay too. Right? It is totally because there's un- under no circumstances do we have to toil for our entire existence just yeah. because that's how we were, re- that's how things started for exactly. us, exactly. Right where we yeah. had these these men figures and women figures too yeah. who worked themselves to the bone, right? Yeah. Because they had to they in had a lot to. of, in a lot of ways. And like, I, I don't, I'm not offended, man, at all. Yeah. If you find, if a person yourself, anyone yeah, yeah. can find that kind of happiness and peace, man, I hope they oh, embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Because life Do is it. hard, man. Exactly. Right. Like just enjoy it when you can. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's, I think through this whole thing, like, for me, you know, we were talking earlier about 
like handling change. And mm-hmm. I, I was, I always believed that I was like, no, I, I love change because what I do for a living is all about change and I love change, mm-hmm. but there's a limit. <laughs> and I found that I, I love change when it doesn't affect my life in a very, in any inconvenient way. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Change is fine so long as it's yeah, convenient. <laughs> I love changing to a new vehicle. <laughs> I love changing the yeah. oil on my Harley. I love changing things like that. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, no, you're moving to a new city and you have to purge your house of everything that you have accumulated, whether you love it or not. And it, it's just like, but I, I do, re- I'm starting to realize now, like, again, it's you read these Buddhist books about letting go. Mm. You're like, that sounds great. But like, really? How? Come on. But I think a lot of this stuff that's happening in my life is for a reason, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm learning like how much I can let go and still love the people I love. Mm-hmm. I still can love my house yeah, and my books and stuff, but I don't, but I need to love, love them, not just mm-hmm. have them, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think, <clears throat> so it's, it's really hard to go through it. And your mind is so like, you're always like got blinders on, mm-hmm. but I'm just finding now when I, when I do take a moment to sit back and do a meditation or just have some quiet time, it really does remind me like, you know, this is really just teaching me how to let go. Mm-hmm. And how to how to live life with less bullshit, mm-hmm. um, if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense. It's like uh, without the illusion of um, control that yeah. we thought we had, right? Yes. And that's and don't get me wrong, dude. Once that comes away, that illusion, it's scary, right? Yeah. Like it's not an easy transition to make, like that into that world of complete uncertainty. Yes. Right. Um, which honestly. Yeah, it's it's disconcerting to say the least. It's funny because there was a moment I I can't remember. It was the last couple weekends, and I was in the and of course you know I I said well this is gonna be great we're not moving at minus thirty I didn't realize we'd be moving in like this massive heat wave mm-hmm. so that's been fun. But I was sitting there one day and I was just sweating and I was out in my garage and I'm looking and I'm just like oh my god and and that that just that popped into my head what you just said about like you know you gotta let go like mm-hmm. you, this isn't your control. Mm-hmm. I've heard you say that a thousand times to guests, mm-hmm. to you know, in in you know when we did training and stuff like to hey, myself I, in the mirror, to yourself. Like you've always <laughs> talked about, like you have to like you mm-hmm. have to just give up that control and realize you can't control it. Yeah. And I think that's honestly when I started the move process, mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to do. I controlled everything, mm-hmm. and I quickly realized like I have no control. Yeah. And uh, again, a lesson. But it's like, how many times have you had to say that? And then literally, I'm just sitting there, standing there, like angry, mm-hmm. sweaty. And I'm like, fuck, this is never going to happen. And then that just clicked in my head. I was like, you have no control here. Mm-hmm. Why are you angry? Yeah. Because all you're doing is standing in your hot house, getting angry at yourself. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I have no control. How about I just keep working at it? Mm-hmm. You know? And now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm not even trying to go fast now. Mm-hmm. I just, I do what I can do. Just I go. take breaks. Yeah. Because that's the thing. You just got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's hard. I, you know, like even the financial aspect, like right now I'm paying a mortgage and rent. That's fun. But uh, yeah, I bet. At, at some point you just got to go, you know what? I'm making it. Mm-hmm. So I can get anxiety about it or I can get stressed out. I can take it out on my, my spouse and my daughter, how angry I'm about the fact that I don't have as much money as I think I deserve. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. 
So you got to let go of that control. Got to, because you, you don't know? got it anyway. No, and you, you, you have to manage it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to go bankrupt, but at the yeah. same time, it's just like, well, but you are managing it. So why mm-hmm. are you stressing out about it? Yeah. So it's been a lot of life lessons mm-hmm. that I don't know if I'm finished learning yet. <laughs> I would I would suggest probably not. Yeah. yeah. I feel similarly like vulnerable for continuous learning. <laughs> well, and, and you've had a lot of change, right? So Yeah, this last few months has been pretty big. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but Yeah, I know, you know what? Like uh I think it's fair. It's yeah. fair to talk about it. Um obviously like well my relationship ended. Right, mm-hmm. my relationship um, a couple months ago ended, and and really, like I'm obviously not going to get into the mire of the whole thing, yeah, just for because sure, it's just... not it's not important, right? Like, yeah. What is important from my perspective is that I pay attention to where I went wrong, right? And and for me, where I went wrong a lot of the times was just, you know, it comes back to something that I've probably dealt with most of my life, which is mm-hmm. saying yes when I mean no. Um, yeah. And saying something when I mean to say nothing. Yeah. and um, But doing it out of a sense of obligation, which is on me again, right? Um, completely separate from the other person. And, and mm-hmm. the other person has to live their life just like I had to live mine, right? And so yeah. occasionally that stuff just doesn't work out in the long run, you know? Sure. Um, but I can tell you this, like, first of all, I, I was in a relationship for the longest I'd ever been in one. Yep. Um, and learned a whole bunch, right? Like about myself, about other people. Um, and, and really, I think more and more solidified about just maybe who I am and, and who, mm. who I'm supposed to be, uh, yeah. as opposed to who I thought I was or was supposed to be like, yeah. and, and you know what, for me, that identity stuff, man, has, has always been something, um, on my mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like who I am. Yeah. Um, but more and more this uh, being sober and making choices out of what I, what I want to be mm-hmm. versus going backwards and making like reactionary choices. Like I find that that is much easier not to do these, this day, this time That's like, awesome, in yeah. this part of my life. Um, well, well, cause it's not effective. Yeah. Right. It's not effective. Yeah, it's very not effective. Yeah. It, it, it actually does the opposite of what you want it. To, it does. Think it'll do. It prolongs it. Right. Yeah. Like when you're talking about letting go, one of the things that I, well, you think I say it to you a lot. Imagine being in my head. <laughs> right. Cause it's, when it comes out loud, it's because it's in my head ringing around like a, like a fucking bell in there. Let go, let go. You can't yeah. do nothing about this. This isn't your thing. Yeah. And, and that's what I think about dude. Every time, I engage with another human being. And the trouble is though, when you get into an intimate relationship, trouble is for me is that I stop for, I stop treating the other person like a human, mm. right? I treat them like something different, like a partner or, but somehow yeah. in the label, the human gets lost and I stop with my boundaries. Right. right. And that's mine. Yeah, Again, yeah. that's, that's on me because I've always done it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in, in this circumstance, it just took a little bit longer for me to start doing it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. whatever triggered me and I know some of my triggers and stuff, but again, the mire is unnecessary, right? Yes. The reality is what has helped me and kept me from drinking again, which is my number one priority every day, right? Is Absolutely, not to drink yeah. because should I drink, then <clears throat> nothing goes away. Things just get worse. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, even the thought of it makes me queasy and like scared, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
because I know how quickly it can take me. For right? sure. Because uh, I'm no different than any of my fellows who have been quickly taken under, right? Yeah. And drowned, yeah. right? And when so, especially something like this, it would be so easy. Dude. And there'd be easy to find people to be like, yeah, you deserve to get Taiwan on. Absolutely. You know? So, yep. yeah. And uh, and I got thirsty for the first time in, in many years. Oh, I got wow. thirsty this when we were going through our stuff and and getting to the point where where I I knew I couldn't go any further there, mm-hmm. right? And at that point it was so like heartbreaking to me. Like everything was heartbreaking, right? Because yeah. I was really in it, man. Like I was For in sure. it. Um I might not have I obviously wasn't doing it in the healthiest way I could have. Yeah. But I was in it as far as I knew, yeah. right? As deep as I could go. Yeah. And and it meant everything to me, yeah, right? Yeah. And so when when I realized I had to leave, it was heartbreaking. For sure. Right? And it was heartbreaking that um, that I couldn't continue on that path. At the same time as it was heartbreaking, it was also heart-restoring, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I forget that. I forget yeah. that when the heart breaks, there's also a restoration that can happen should I choose to engage with it properly, right? Mm-hmm. And property for me means a couple of things. It just simply means owning my shit, yeah. being accountable for my stuff, and leaving the other person to whatever creator they pray to. Absolutely. If they pray at all, right? Yeah. To whatever it is that, that helps them, I leave that to them. Yeah. And, and, you know, the interesting thing that I noticed was as soon as I made the decision that I, once I knew I had to leave, all of a sudden my boundaries came back. Mm. And I was able to see the end of me and the beginning of her and, and all the stuff that, that was really hard for me to see throughout. Yeah. Right. Got really blurred. Dude, really blurred for me, man. And that's a part of my like lack of boundaries, right? Like in terms of, you know, um, interpersonal relationships, specifically romantic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't seem to have the same trouble with my friends. Yeah. I just don't. I, I mean, cause my friends are the kind of people that would tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, totally. Dave, you're being a douchebag. (laughs) Like I have those yeah. friends, right? Yeah. You're one of them. You yeah. would absolutely say, dude, that's kind of, I know two others that would definitely say, right. It, so. They totally would. Yeah. Um, on top of your family. Yeah. On top of my brother, my yeah. brothers and my family. I don't think they would hold back. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they, um, but that was an interesting thing about it too, yeah. is because they, they did, they did carry their own thoughts and ideas about things and they did yeah. keep them from me. Yeah. Yeah. And they did it because, well, out of respect, because yeah, it's respectful. Yeah. And, um, they know that eventually things are going to get sorted out, like things will yes. get figured out. And they had no doubts about that. Um, and of course they loved me and they loved her. So they wanted, yeah. they wanted it to work like I did. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man, it was, uh, for me, the process was very isolating. Um, mm. but that's kind of what it does to you when you, you feel like you can't talk to your partner. Uh, and yeah you slowly become isolated from them. And that's what happened for me for sure. Yeah. I went inwards on this, this searching of what was wrong with me. Yeah. Right. And what I wasn't doing right and what was going on. And, and through that search, I discovered that I had isolated myself to the point where she wouldn't even have known that I was even in trouble. Wow. In terms of her and I, yeah, yeah. Like, because what, what I was able to do and again, I say able to, it's like, obviously it's not necessarily a point of pride, but what I was able to do was repress the problems and focus on things that were obvious. Yeah. Right. Like, like for the, for example, 2020, 
work tripled, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was always on the phone. I was, it was constant, like yeah. uh, working with other people, right? So yeah, yeah. work tripled. So I always had work as a reason that I was stressed and tired totally, and, yeah. and upset. And, and um, it, it really did uh, snow me under. Like I, I yeah. blinded myself, right? Like with you believed your own BS, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent believed because you wanted. Well, I wanted I, to, yeah, and I didn't want it to be anything else, yes, right? Because I thought I was doing the right things, yeah, and and now I know in hindsight I was not, like mm-hmm. I absolutely was not. Um, I needed to be more self-searching and then more communicative, communicative about it. However, my whatever patterns kicked in, my defects kicked in and I just yeah. wasn't able to see it. Yeah. I couldn't see what was wrong. Yeah. Right. And what might make sense to some people out there is I even went to my counselors. I talked to my sponsor, like, yeah. um, but I still, what it turned out was I was avoiding talking about what really mattered. Yeah. Right. Cause a couple of months into my new counselor was when it all came up that I, that I, probably needed to move out of that situation what the end result looked like i had no idea i still don't right like i just know that you had to confront the thing it had to be confronted and this thing that i had been avoiding confronting and it was my avoidance for sure yeah that built it up into this thing well the truth is it was a thing anyway right Yeah, yeah the event is a thing but not as big a thing as three years after the event and me hiding how I feel about the thing. Yeah. Right? And pretending that it didn't bother me and pretending all this stuff. And um, and again, not her fault. No. Like, that's not her responsibility, right? Yeah. And I don't blame anyone for that except for where the buck stops, yeah. which is with me. Because I know that when I go to counseling, I need to be honest. I know that and all these things are true mm-hmm. for me as they are for anyone else. Totally. But my brain just didn't get there. Yeah. Wouldn't get there until this new counselor, she, she started asking me questions and, and she realized that in two months of counseling, I hadn't mentioned my partner once. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so when she started asking me questions about why, then it all started to come out. Mm. All the shit that I had done to like, to stay, to be, to be there because I was having so much trouble, right? With my own demons, my demons that surfaced after these, th- some things yeah. happened. And they never went back away, yeah, yeah. right? Um, to the point where last year, like you and I had talked about last summer, I went and shared my story about being abused as a child three times. Yeah. So three different scenari- settings where I shared that story in the span of five weeks. That's right. And it just about fucking killed me, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, one of my good friends took her life, yeah, yeah. right? And then another friend died of alcoholism. Like these things all happened and I just... I had these perfect examples of why I was feeling so shitty. Yeah. Right. But some of the things I didn't talk about from last summer was, is that oftentimes when I was alone, um, I would just sob. Right. Like I would just cry. And a few times, um, my partner came home and saw me like that. Right. And I couldn't really describe what was going on. It was just like, it was there. It was just there. Yeah. And I hadn't been feeling that way since I first sobered up. Wow. Right. Where I could just literally sob at any given moment, you know, Jeez. Um, I had let myself hurt for so long unattended that yeah. I was, I was just an open sore at that point. Right. Jeez. And, 
And it was, uh, again, <sighs> some stuff I could have done to help, right? Um, and had I known what was going on, I absolutely would have addressed it sooner, For right? Sure. But the reality is I didn't. I thought yeah. it was my friend who took her life, which was a huge deal for me. Yeah. And, have, and part of it was. Of course. You like, know, it exacerbated it, everything. Exactly. It builds mm-hmm. on top of you, the, the of shit course. you're already here de- trying to yeah. avoid dealing with in a way. And it took a year for me to figure out that she died within probably two days of one of my closest friends who drank herself to death a few years ago. Wow. Like, literally within a few days. And wow. uh, when I saw that this year, because it took me a year to even be able to decipher any of this shit, um, I was uh, not not surprised, but like a little bit shocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no wonder it was such a hard summer. Plus, everything else I was going through internally, right? Exactly, like, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I just continued to try to get better and talk to people and do this stuff. Uh, but I was missing an ingredient into what was wrong. Yeah. For me, right? What was going on. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until that new my new counselor started poking and prodding about my home life that I started like crying immediately, <laughs> yeah. and she said, "Okay, I knew this was going to happen um, because obviously you weren't." Shut up, lady! You know yeah, too much. You don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, you know too much. Get out of my head. You know too much. You cannot live. <laughs> You've seen my face, <laughs> my true face. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was, but it was a, once it came out, it was like anyone who's ever repressed a memory or had yeah. like a suppressed memory or something like that come flooding back, mm-hmm. they'll understand. Yeah. It was overwhelming. Wow. Like when I went, this this was the the session that brought it all out. And then, of course, from there, I couldn't stop. Like yeah, I, yeah, I had to follow the, yep. I had to follow the path and it led me to needing to end the relationship, right? And, um, but this time, you know, uh, I feel like at, at the least, I'm trying to be as respectful and um, honest about it as mm-hmm. I can be. Um, but respect being the first part, yeah, right? Is because I did really love her. Mm-hmm. And I was fully in. Yeah. And I'm going to honor that. Right. And I'm going to honor that by being respectful for sure, because the truth is she is still the human that I fell in love with. Yeah. Right. I may not love her today or be in love with her today, but I absolutely was in love with her. Yeah. Right. And I absolutely loved her. I wanted nothing but goodness there for her and for me. Right. Like it wasn't just about her, but it did for me, it did become a lot about her and less about me. Yeah. Right. Um, and I just took that to a degree that was harmful to me. Not, mm-hmm. not that, of course, we have to be there for our partners, right? Like, it's part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. But we also have to be there for ourselves. Absolutely. And if we're not going to do that, then no matter how good we are to our partner, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Right? Because eventually, I'm that kind of, like, animal that starts to run hot. Yeah. Right? And even though I know that I did a bunch of this stuff, I can't change it. And totally. And the fact that it, the avalanche is already gone, well, it's too late. Yeah. Right? Um, but I but think I, it's good, though, to, when you're, like, because, like, everything you're saying here, like, it, I think the, the really key thing out of all of it is, is, like, you, you're learning from it. You're not just, just being like, ah, well, that's end. All right, move on. Let's oh, go God, do something. Oh, God, no, man. It's like you're, like, 
because we've had multiple conversations where, mm-hmm. and it's it's always you're reflecting on how you could have done things different. Mm-hmm. What could you have done different? How would you have yeah. handled it different? How would you handle this different? And I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. You know, like to, when we talk about how you're coping with change, change is fucking hard. Yeah, man. It can be. It can be yeah. easy, but it a lot of times it's not. Nope. And a lot of times I feel like it's the cosmos just kicking you right in the crotch saying, hey, wake up. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're thinking it's too easy, so we're going to yeah. make it difficult. John and I have a saying. Have you ever seen Fletch? The movie yeah, Fletch? Yeah, of course. Yeah, when he's getting the rectal exam. Yeah, yeah so John and I will be like, I'll, I'll message him and be like, hey, universe, you using the whole fist back there? Because <laughs> it's like, you're because you're absolutely right, yep. man. It's like you just feel like you're getting a good fisting and yeah. you didn't ask for it. No, and, and it's and, right when you're coasting. Yeah, and you're there's like, no lube. It's yeah. like, yeah. You're just like, oh, we're there now. All right, <laughs> not even on a first name basis. Yeah, change. it's like, moon river. <laughs> so yeah, but it, I think, the, and I, you know, like I, I keep trying to be a better person through everything I'm doing. That's all you can and do. I, yeah, like I'm, I'm realizing though that that is the important thing of this. Mm-hmm. Like change, I'm, I'm my, I have a working theory that really change is there to teach us. Mm-hmm. Like, like I couldn't just coast for the next for the rest of my life mm-hmm. on EI. Yeah. Right. But was I, you know, so like this change is like, no, you need to get out of this city. You mm-hmm. need to get out of the house. You need to. You need a whole new kick in the ass. Something's your, happening here. You need to get your life going again. Because yeah. I really just got, I really got into a rut. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you're the same where it's like, yeah, but this is just my daily routine. And mm-hmm. rather than deal with this stuff, mm-hmm. I'll just do my daily routine. Yep. And then, oh, this stuff happens. That's why it's, mm-hmm. right? And and so you were saying you could you could use those other things to blame it on. Well, you know how busy weren't. work was, right? Totally. I mean, and you were slammed. Yeah, man. You know how so, easy it is. Yeah. And I mean, there was days where you were just dog tired from like nine phone calls mm-hmm. and, you know, like it, it was crazy for you. Yeah. So I think that's really what changes is like, no, you need to, you need to deal with some shit and get out of this rut. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, it's so hard to see when you're going through it, mm-hmm. but then kind of when you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're like, yeah. and you look back, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, because what you know? I look back on too, Darcy, is I look back on my behavior and how harmful it was to her, right? Mm-hmm. To not know where I was, to not be able yeah. to describe it properly. Yeah, like, like you weren't being a good partner. Yeah. Like you no. weren't being a good, you know, live-in boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, And so, yeah, you weren't being the best date you could be. I wasn't. You know? Yeah. And, and that's hurtful to her and to me, right? Like, yeah. And that's part of all, of course, that's part of it. That's part <laughs> of what motivates the full change is... Yeah is because you start looking at the whole picture of it and see how damaging it is, not just to me, right? But to me, for sure. Like, yeah. that's where I'm starting from, and I'm not trying to lie about that. But it does impact the other person. Totally. There's no question, right? Totally. And, and that's that's part of my, my stuff that I'll process and then eventually yeah. let go of that too, right? Because yeah. I can't, you can't hold on to any of that stuff that's done. Right. Oh, it's in the past. That's right. And and so the best thing I can do, like yourself, is just try to be the best human I can be. Yeah. Whatever that looks like today. Yeah. And when you mentioned about um just changing how we react to life, right? Like what yes. what were my old reactions to something like this, to going through heartache, would have been to act out right away, right? Yeah. Find find some people to get with to do the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Most of it's sexual, of course. Um, and that probably would have been easy because you're used to that's it would have been super easy dude like two phone calls i I say it would have been super easy um 
had I been able to do it. Yes. Right. Because it used to be super easy. So I, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what was going to happen. And I was afraid because yeah. I didn't want it to happen. Yeah. I don't want to go back. And, and honestly, I didn't want right? to see you spiral down a road. You, you, you just walked down away. Yeah. From, you and know? you know what didn't happen? None of that happened. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. I, I leaned on my friends um, because they've always told me I could. Yeah. Um, just like I tell them they can to me and they do. Um, I leaned on my friends, man. I, I went to meetings. I When I got thirsty that night, and it was a night, I got fucking super thirsty. And yeah. I just reached out to a friend and started chatting. And the next thing you know, I'm in a meeting. Yeah, That is what is different, right? Yeah, yeah. Because see, I might not have drank. But had I not made my way to that meeting to sit there and listen to other people who are promiscuous still talk about how shitty right. that is, right? I might have been inclined to try that, right? Yeah, not that destructive behavior, but this one. I have enough destructive behaviors that I can <laughs> yeah. dig into, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we all do. Um, but it just, it never materialized. It still hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Like it still hasn't materialized. And, and of course, there's always opportunity for that stuff. You know, because For people sure. people take pity on me as they always have and <laughs> said, yeah, I'll throw you a bone or whatever, <laughs> right? Um, but I've had no interest, Yeah. right? And, and it, I believe it, 100% believe it. It's because I've spent more time with my friends being honest about what I'm going through. Yeah. Probably for the first time in wow. my life. That's Holy. amazing. Like, I mean, literally, dude, I'm being honest about things I would not have been honest about before. Wow. Right? Because they're embarrassing to me. They sure, make yeah. me seem stupid. But the truth of the matter is, I acted stupidly. I, I behaved like a child, right? Like, a, I behaved like someone who doesn't have any boundaries, and I do, right? Mm -hmm. So, no wonder at the end of the day, I resented myself so much, yeah. right? And that's who I resent. Yeah, yeah. Is not for like overtly behaving poorly, because I don't necessarily think I did that, but for keeping this all to myself and, yeah. and basically contributing a great deal to the loss of a relationship. Right? Yeah, exactly. Whether or not that relationship would have ended or not is none of my business, right? It, it did because it had to at this point. Well, and like right? you said, you started to shut down. Well, that's not, no, yeah. nobody should do that. Nobody should have to do that. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, like if, as soon as you start shutting down, like it's, that's not good for you yeah. and it's not good for them. No, exactly. And it's not good for anybody. No. And uh, I'm really glad to hear like reaching out helped and like mm -hmm. talking. And I'll be honest, like I've, I've had more frank conversations with my wife during this move about life, about our relationship, mm -hmm. about um, not that we're close to breaking up, but just no, no. like as an example, um, in my life when I was growing up, nothing was ever done with happiness or joy. Mm. So if we had to move, my mom was on bitch level 12 mm. and just screamed at everybody yeah. and was angry, right? That's how most Christmas dinners were. It's mm. anger. It was just anger. And so that's my go-to. Like, mm. you know, you walk and you, you're dragging a cord or something and it snags. Oh, I'm like on red. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to put a hole through the wall. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Like, I, that is not my wife, my no. daughter, my dog, or this move. Well, it's a stress is what it is. <laughs> it is. Right. But why am I choosing anger? Mm -hmm. And that's what I've really started to realize is like, I mean, the past affects you, but you mm -hmm. can't change it. Nope. You have to deal with it. Yeah. But I, I have to start dealing with my anger. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, you too. know, Me I get too. angry 
because we're not getting making enough progress. And I want to blame my wife and I want to blame everything. But the truth is, is like, I just stop and I go, yeah, but okay, we'll, we'll just put in a little extra effort. Why don't you take the initiative? Just take the lead. Just do more work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and so rather than getting angry, just do it. Like, stop wasting mm-hmm. time being angry. And I just, I, I feel like through this whole thing, it's just a slap in the face of, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're trying to reinstitute your boundaries and understand mm-hmm. why did you let them go down? And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why am I so angry mm-hmm. when I don't need to be? And yeah. I can be kind to to myself even. Mm-hmm. Like, because forever I've, I've always been the guy that's like, oh, why'd you do that, you stupid idiot? Mm-hmm. And think it was funny just to say that. But I'm really starting to, like, I don't need to say that to myself now. Yeah. And I, I, I'm only learning that because I'm going through this process. Mm-hmm. And I've really had to focus on that self-talk, that inner yeah. brain that's just like, because, boy, I tell you, under stress, it is so easy for it to just sit there and go, you're a loser, you're a and loser. And explode. Yeah. yeah, until you're so fucking angry yep. that, like, you know, you see something happen that you just blow up. We have, we have a similar process, you and I. Yeah. That, and that, uh, that explosive anger, man, like, uh, I, I still, I have to be aware and yes. I have to be able to recognize when it's coming up. Like, I mean, just as an example, I was driving home from uh, work last night and there was like uh, John Laurier Boulevard on yeah. the 14th street is shut down Yeah, coming from the North. So I fucking lost it. I'm in my car, right? There's nothing <laughs> you can fucking do. And I'm just fucking screaming <laughs> in my car at no. nobody in particular because there's nobody to blame. Right? Like obviously, but it's like, and then, and then I'm driving and then I turn around and I finally get on 14th and I'm driving down and my, part of my brain is still chirping at me. Yep. But then the other part's like, you know, that's over, right? Like yes. it's long gone now. And there's this dialogue that starts yeah. in my head. That's long gone. It's okay to move on. It's okay yeah. to have been angry, but it's also okay to move on. Yeah. And then of course the little bitchy voice over here is like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yep. but yeah, but, uh-huh. and then, and then it just yeah. passed. Yeah. Right. But to be aware of that, because imagine if it was some person caused some inconvenience, yeah, right? Totally, like, right? I'm obviously going to stab you in the fucking neck at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's what it feels like. Yes. Even, even though intellectually you know that it's absurd. Yes. Like, absurd. Like, I'm watching me, myself scream in my car at nobody. Yeah. Just like, rah, Guy beside you is listening to music, having a great time, and that's you're screaming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I notice it's funny because... Okay, I moved to Lethbridge, so Lethbridge is 100,000 people, and apparently they don't care when they arrive anywhere, because <laughs> driving down there is like, if it's 50 and somebody's doing 30, mm-hmm. nobody gives a shit. We'll just sit behind yeah. and drive in 30 now. We're going 30. So, like, I get there, mm-hmm. and I'm used to when people are turning left at light, you go around. What the fuck are you sitting there for? Mm-hmm. Not in Lethbridge. They sit there. And I, I realized, like, the third day I was there, I'm like, I'm the only one on the road that's fucking angry. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is just having a great commute home. They're just sitting there, like... And then I realized, mm-hmm. like, why am I angry? Like, why am I not like them? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just go, hey, I'll get home at 8.02 instead mm-hmm. of 8.01. Yep. Who cares? Like, it, and the worst part is, like, from work to my house right now, it's like six minutes. Mm-hmm. And in that commute, I was getting angry. <laughs> like how do you do that <laughs> yeah but i could see how you do that because i right? can get angry yeah. if i have 45 minutes to be somewhere 
and I'm stuck for five minutes somewhere. Yeah. I start getting angry already and yeah. antsy and yeah. and really ridiculous, right? And I can now I I think what's different now though is I'm starting to recognize those mm. the feel of it. Like you said, you got to watch it, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm there now. I have to yeah. watch it because even during the move, like I'll get snappy with people. Mm-hmm. Fucking do that, do this, and I just start like I'm a general commanding mm-hmm. my army, man. Yeah. And then I have to realize, like, I have a 14-year-old daughter. She doesn't need me to snap and yell at her and scream at her and make this as shitty as humanly possible mm-hmm. for her. Because then in 15 years, she's going to be going, yeah, while moving with my family, she's going to have the same stories mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. So it's it's really like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling that come up. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm just, that's usually when I stop and just take a break. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? This is ridiculous. So just calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. But it's, I never did that before. Yeah. You know, and I'm, because I said, when this whole process started, I said to myself, I'm not doing this mm-hmm. the way my mom showed me how to do this. Because my dad was away from town a lot. He worked in an oil industry. Yeah. So it was mainly my mom that was in charge of this shit, which mm-hmm. maybe is where her anger came from. Quite possibly, there was a lot of stress <laughs> on Two her. Two teenage boys and you're moving an entire yeah. house all year on your own. So I understand that. But at the same time, I didn't want that for my daughter. Yeah. So every time I'm like, and I'm like, I have to go back five minutes later. I'm like, look, it's not you. Mm. And I think for me, having that accountability is something new for me. Fucking amen. You know, and, but just, but I always find it's interesting when you go back to somebody you just barked at or or snapped at or was just a dick to, and Mm. you hurt their feelings. When you go back and say, Hey, that blah, blah, blah. And you explain it. And you're just like, Hey, that wasn't you. Well, you actually can see them physically get better. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like you just punched them in the face and mm-hmm. now you're like, you're helping them, the, the, the pain go away. Yeah. And, and it, it's been a, an amazing thing for me to understand that, mm-hmm. Hey, you can actually just go admit you, you fucked up yep. and take that. Nothing and wrong with okay. that, man. Yeah. You Cause know? you know what? People move, people can heal and move past it yeah. when you talk about it Yeah. and take accountability. Exactly. And right? then, I, and then, I mean, for me, of course it's great. Cause then I model that for behavior for my daughter, but mm-hmm. like, I just, I, you know, it's funny cause I think. Had I have not been doing this podcast, not knowing you and a few other people in my life for the last few years, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. And mm-hmm. I'd be doing this move angry. But then part of me wonders, would I even be doing the move? You know, Good like question. somebody asked me the other day, like, oh, do you regret this? Or like, do you regret, you know, not leaving that job earlier so that you could have got out sooner and not had that year of pain? And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, you know, I could. But why? Because mm-hmm. I'm here now. Whatever should happen got me here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's to the. It actually got to the point where the other day I realized, like, I have my boss that laid me off. A lot of anger, like I just a lot of anger, right? A lot of former bosses I have a lot of anger with, mm-hmm. and again I just realized why. That guy's sitting in Calgary, living his life with his family, mm-hmm. and he's a young guy. He was trying to climb the corporate ladder, like he was doing everything he could. Yeah. And he's under a lot of pressure. So that just, ro- you know, like, why am I so angry with him? That mm-hmm. forever he will be this evil enemy of mine. So I actually called the dude. Yeah. It took me like three weeks of, should I? No. Mm-hmm. Should I? No. So, well, I didn't call him. I finally emailed him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he called me. We had a great conversation. And, and, like, but I think I could tell on his end that he was like, wow, you're, you actually don't hate me. Mm-hmm. Like, for doing what I did to you. But the reality is, like, I, I kept telling my wife, like, but if he didn't do that, 
I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have this awesome job. We wouldn't be moving. We wouldn't be excited about moving. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's the worst part is we're all excited to just get it done so that we can go back to living Mm -hmm. and living differently. Yeah. And so it's like, man, so how can I be mad at him? Like, how can I harbor anger towards a guy who helped me get where I am, whether Mm -hmm. it was a way I preferred or not? It might've been painful, but it's like breaking up. Like Mm -hmm. it, this happens so you can grow. And in five years, Dave, mm-hmm. is going to be different and hopefully better and because of this experience. And, and, and probably, hopefully, for both parties. Exactly. Right? Like because in your next relationship, you're right. going to be a better Dave. Yeah. Right? And, and, and hers and her yes. life, right? Because today, that matters to me. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything about it. Like, I have no control over anything she says, does, or, or doesn't do or whatever, right? Absolutely, like, it's not yeah. my life. Um, but I sure hope that that it's good, right? Yeah. Like, because my desire for her to do well didn't just end. No. Right? Like, and and that, she's a human being. She deserves to have somebody that makes her happy. Fucking A. You and, know, and, and Dave shutting down wasn't making her happy. How could it? No. Right? How could it make so either of us happy? It's going it, to It's gonna hurt. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard. It does hurt. And it is hard. Fuck. For both of you. For sure it is. It is, yeah. And But at, this, at some time, you have to realize, yeah, but... When you do get to that next phase of whatever mm-hmm. your life looks like, it's because you went through that that you're able to either appreciate this more or enjoy mm-hmm. that more or really realize what's, you know, like, yeah. There, it's just funny how I feel like there's just lessons. That's all. Every day I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm learning a lesson today. Because there you know? is, there's lessons if you want to find them and there's yeah. like hardships if you want to find them. Yeah. And sometimes hardships are lessons for sure. Absolutely. But we could focus, I could focus on the hardness and the difficulty and the and the darkness uh, because there's lots for me right like totally. i uh, i'm having a hard time i've had yeah. a hard time since since um since it happened and but that's my hard time yeah right and and i can get through it because i'm doing the things that i've been taught to do to get through hard times right exactly I, you're being proactive i'm doing the best i can to be proactive yeah, right absolutely, by yeah. leaning on my friends going to meetings going to know, counseling going counseling yeah. And doing and exercising more and Absolutely. regularly and um, eating better and trying to do things that um, help me get better, not just feel better, right? Yes. Like, and that's a difference for me today too. Is that historically speaking, I'm a feel better person as opposed to like comfort, a get better person. Comfort over quality. That's right. Yeah. But now I would much rather have a quality life. Absolutely. Than simply a comfortable one. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Um, and I, th- but that was also. My desire for comfort also allowed me to keep hiding my needs, right? Yes. Because comfort yeah. was there, mm-hmm. right? There was definitely comfort. Um, well, but, you knew every day you could wake up, she was there, this was happening, this was there. That was... You, dude, you know, it was easy just to go, okay. Exactly. I knew what most days were going to look like yeah. for the most part, right? And um, and for sure, that's a big difference now. Yeah, Because yeah. I fucking don't. Yeah. Like... Um, <laughs> And I'm okay with that this time around. Yeah. I, I mean, I've gotten better and better as I've gotten older. Um, mind you, I've always been pretty good at being alone. Um, yeah. And not having too hard of a time mm-hmm. with it. But uh, this is different. This, yeah. because I'm not using my old coping mechanisms, man. I'm yeah. not running around, like, sleeping with people, doing things that are high risk. Like, I'm just not doing it. I do am... you, does that change how you look at yourself when you... 100%. Like, do you think... <laughs> Because, like, to me, it would seem like you would be able to look at yourself in the mirror 
with more respect. So I it's like almost like you're you're not you're hitting your self respect for yourself. Like yep. your self esteem, I guess the word I'm looking for is, mm-hmm. is not taking a massive hit. I'm not hurting myself you know? every time I turn around. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like you wake up in the morning, you're healthy, Dave. I'm yeah. healthier. I'm gonna say yeah, healthier, healthier, right? Because yeah. because I am. There's yep. no question, man. I've I meditate as much as I can. I exercise. Yeah. I walk. I read. I go to meetings. I talk to people. Um, because I know that what I can't do, for me, I can't afford to get locked in my own head, right? Because mm-hmm. then I'll start making up stuff. Yeah. Because then I'll start following oh, yeah. down the pathways that are absurd, right? Because my brain's like anyone else's brain, man. You can it Absolutely. can tell me all kinds of crazy shit, and I might yeah. believe it given the right circumstances, totally. right? But I'm not doing that. Yeah. And that was another reason why I used to go and just go back to promiscuity every time was because um, I didn't have anything else to do. I was scared of the actual feeling and the processing, right? And yeah. um, not anymore. Go with the devil you know, right? That well, yeah, and that's the... the way it used to be, man. And the mm-hmm. reality is I'm not scared of it. I'm not yeah. scared of the fact that I am so fucking imperfect, Darcy, that... Um, that I could fucking do all kinds of shitty stuff and still like totally. not behave healthy and not be an adult and yeah. like and those things are all still in me, right? For sure. But this time around, as shitty as it is and as much as it hurts, man, I do feel pretty good that I'm not making it worse. Yeah. Right? Like that I could be making it worse mm-hmm. for myself and for others, and I'm not. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is hurt anybody else. Yeah. Right? And um Including me. Yeah. Right? Or just even just go backwards in life. Yeah, because like that would hurt me. three steps back now. No, that would hurt me, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and, and I, I've been thinking about that a lot too. And, and it's funny because a lot of the things that you say to guests on here and stuff have really been coming into play ever since I really started to get really funky depressed about mm-hmm. my job search back in February, March. Yeah. Um, but even with the move and the new job and the stress of that and stuff like that, it's like, there's just a lot of little bits of pieces of advice that I've heard mm. like uh, that just kind of pop into my head. And then, and that like, I, I've really started to focus on, on my self-talk and trying mm. to justify that. Like, Oh, you're a loser. Really? Really brain? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Because I made one mistake mm-hmm. like everybody does every day of their life. Yeah. That doesn't make me a loser. And then suddenly my brain's like, fine fuck off. I'll just be quiet for a while. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, but it, I would have never done that before either. Mm-hmm. Three months ago, I wouldn't have done that. You know? <laughs> well, um, we think, so yeah, we think the self-talk is silly, right? We think that like yeah. self-affirmation is silly until we look at the fact that we're de-affirming ourselves constantly with our language. Yeah. Right. So yeah, what yeah. you're talking about is very vital, man. Yeah. Like to change that internal monologue, right. As to, and I've noticed even in my brain, but that's happening because I'm not doing those shitty things I used to do, right? Yes. Is so I'm instead of me going, I'm so ashamed of myself because I did it again, yeah. right? Instead of just processing and feeling, I did it again, so yeah. now I'm ashamed. Well, you take that out of it, well, I'm not ashamed. Exactly. Right? Because yeah. I didn't do it again. Yeah, so when your brain says, oh, you're ashamed, Dave. No, no I'm not. I'm not ashamed, and no. I'm not a shitty person. And yeah. like I'm going to do a... On Thursday, I had a funeral for a young man... Um, from an overdose and I'm driving out there and there's construction and I'm just in a foul mood, right? I'm in a foul mood because this young person's dead. Yeah. Right. And there's going to be a bunch of his family and friends and sure. he, and I'm also in a foul mood because I'm starting to get more and more survivor's guilt every time I do these funerals. Right. Mm. So I have to process that though. That's mine. Yep. Right. 
that's mine. And uh, I start like thinking, man, you're so terrible at this. Like, God, you're so shitty. Like, why are you even doing this? And wow. And then like, as I'm, those words are coming through my head, I'm like, you're not shitty at all, man. Yeah. People tell you all the time that they really appreciate the words <laughs> you say and the things that you do. And yeah. so I started fighting back with it. And then by the time I got to the funeral, I was, I was like, okay. Right. Like wow. I was okay. The, the, I mean, part of it was because this young man's mom and, um, and one of her friends, which is also a friend of mine, they were just so like, if you can imagine, man, um, a mom loses her son and she was so supportive and like comforting to me. Wow. Like to me. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and that's the kind of human that she is. Right. And yeah. so when, when we encounter, when I encounter humans like that, it just changes me, man. Yeah. Like it changes me. It changed how I viewed the funeral. It, it changed how I felt after the funeral yeah. because I was like, Oh my God, we really are all in this together. Yeah. Right. Cause oftentimes when I do funerals, I feel like an outsider, right? Cause I'm not the friend. I'm not sure. You know, um, but some families, they, they, they have that power to be like, yeah. you're not an outsider, right? This is totally. hard for all of us. And we know it's hard for you too. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and it was just an amazing change, man. But lots of this stuff can't happen if I just keep going backwards. So right. when you mention that, right, it brings up this stuff where it's like, no, I want to move forward. Yeah. Right. Like I was sliding backwards for quite some time yeah. in, in, emotionally. Right. And totally. spiritually, for sure. Um, sliding into this like darkness of like self and just like yeah. starting to feel suicidal all the time again. Wow. Right. And for me, that's tough, man, because I've, I've it's always been an option for me, yeah, yeah. right? It's always on my on my list of things I can do. Yeah, yeah. It's never off the list, right? Um, but when I'm in that slide back, it's the first thing on the list. Mm -hmm. And somehow I have to get past it, right? Every time. Yeah. And after you do that every day for a long period of time, trying to get past number one is just don't kill yourself today, right? Like, yeah. Or maybe I'm going to kill myself today because that was the talk all of 2020. Wow. Pretty much every day. Wow. Right. And I say that with all due respect to saying that I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating, yeah. but I got to tell you, I don't remember a day where I didn't think about it. Jeez. I don't remember a day where I didn't feel that, that, that depth of darkness. Yeah. Now, some days it came and passed quickly. Sure. Right. Um, other days it's, it, it came and stayed and caused my depression to be in, insane. Yeah. Right. Um, but the sliding back is what does it. Totally. It's not the moving forward, even if it's inch by inch forward, right? Yep. Because that brings self-esteem, as does. you mentioned, right? Yeah. Like it brings um, pride, a little bit of pride yeah. in yourself again. Yeah. Not that you're all powerful, but pride that you can do this. Exactly. Right? Like Yeah, like you, you, you've done this now. You've, you've had a long-term relationship that mm -hmm. didn't continue, and you didn't drink. Nope. You didn't go... You and I wanted go, to drink too. Yeah, and you didn't go back yeah. to those promiscuous ways. No, nope. you didn't do those things. So you're not being destructive, right? Nope. To date, I'm being as least destructive as I can. Yeah, probably as I've ever been. Right. So then yeah. it's like, but then you feel good because you're like, I'm not doing that now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm assuming you feel good about that. I feel like, really good about when it. When you man. think about it, you be like, yeah, but I'm not doing those things. Yeah, like that's fucking awesome. And there's a part of me that still you wants know? to. Sure. Because I don't like being uncomfortable, right? Have, well, and you know that. Yep. You know that's instant gratification. Mm hmm. But you're, you're still, it's like workout. You know, if you knew you could take a pill and just be totally buff, that would be easy. Mm -hmm. But you know your body wouldn't be healthy. 
Yeah. Right. So it's like you're building a healthier you mm-hmm. and it like that has to help your self-esteem has to help mm-hmm. your self-respect. Yep. And it, it has, it's putting you, moving you forward. Yep. You know? That and even how I exercise is different. Yeah, I noticed your videos have changed a little. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I've stopped even, like, doing the videos, really. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, mostly because I'm at the gym more now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm at the gym, and there's just too many people. So For I sure, just, yeah. I'm not really one of those people who wants to show off in front of others. <laughs> like, I don't mind putting the funny videos online because it yeah, just yeah. makes me laugh. But in the moment, I'm a little bit more self-conscious than For that. Sure. Um, so my workouts have changed to the point where I am not the tyrant I used to be, right? Like, I would mm-hmm. say... In the past, I would say, Dave, if you don't go five days a week, you're a failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, what I had to do was come to terms with the fact that I have a fucking reconstructed back. Yeah. And that if I go five to six days a week, I can't fucking walk on the seventh day. Right? Yeah, like, don't do that. Then. And, exactly, right? But that's that's a part of my lack of boundaries. Absolutely. Part of my fucking like inability. With yourself even. With myself. Dude, yeah. with everything and everyone, my friend, right. me included, right? Yeah. Dave, you got to do it six days a week or you're not doing it right, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, but I can't walk on the seventh day. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. So eventually I started to be a little bit more just kind. Yeah. Just kind. Like you were talking about, self-talk. That's a lot more kind, right? It's just, yeah. you know what, man? You can't do two things a day all the time. Like yeah. I can't always work out and walk, right? Because my back gets sore. Yeah, for sure. So instead of pushing it, I stop pushing it. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Just do one or the other. Totally. Just today. And then tomorrow, yeah. if you feel like doing it twice, you do twice. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and so, yeah, even that has changed. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just the, like, the super dark stuff for me, which is the prom- promiscuity, yeah, which yeah. takes me to a weird place. I mean, in general, we've said this word a lot, promiscuity. Essentially, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Okay? No, I, no. And there's I lots of believe... people that do that in a healthy way that's yeah. not destructive to their self-esteem. And I may eventually become by definition, promiscuous again. Sure. However, should that happen, it will be when I'm not feeling like total shit, right? Yeah, you're not doing it to be self-destructive. It will be when I make a decision that's based on what I really want and need in my life versus what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, and if this is just going to be a nice thing to add into your life at that moment, rather than, oh, perfect, this is how I Mm. can treat myself like a bag of shit for the next year. Precisely, because the the thing, one of the things that hasn't changed is that I'm still polyamorous, right? Like, so being polyamorous, that doesn't, like, that's not a defect, being no, polyamorous. Not at all. My defect in respects to approaching polyamory would be to just simply start fucking everything that walks <laughs> and thinking that's how I'm going to be polyamorous. With no emotional attachment. Yeah, totally. Because that's my avoidance, right? Yeah. But polyamory yeah. means I'm connecting with humans, right? Totally. And feeling that love for other humans. Yeah. And I'm not doing that if I'm just running around like a stiff cop. Putting it in a hole. Yeah, like a stiff <laughs> stiff prick looking for a hole, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's not good for me or anyone else involved. No. In my from my perspective. Well, it's funny, there's been a few moments um so there was one moment and <laughs> so I I am not an alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? I have alcohol in my house. I just don't drink very often. I don't really like it. I've never just even known an adult, you to drink. I've, yeah. I've come to learn I don't there was uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, hey, it was hot. I was stressed. I was angry. And, I, and and it just hit me. I was like, you know what? I just put, I just moved that freaking half bottle of rum. I'm just going to have a rum and Coke. And then I really stopped myself because I was like, why are you having that right now? Mm. And I was like, like, I'm not an alcoholic. I know I could have had that one drink. Mm-hmm. Probably would have got halfway through and went, I don't even fucking like it and dumped it. Mm. 
but that wasn't the point. It was like, why are you having that right? Like, I just mm-hmm. realized, like, that's not why you should want to do that. Yeah. You should want to do it because you like the flavor. You just want to have that taste. Good. Fine. But it's like, I'm, I'm not, that's not why I wanted it. I wanted to just get, like have a drink. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't think. And then potentially get drunk. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, you know, like, yeah, I don't need to introduce that type of coping. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, again, it's because I'm here all the time and I'm like, yeah, I, I, and I'm starting to work on this self-talk and mm-hmm. I'm like, you just said shitty things to yourself and now you want to drink. Like, I, I don't think, yeah. let's sit down on the chair here for a while yeah. and really go to town on what you just said to yourself. And so there was a couple moments like that where I knew I wanted to do something like, uh, you know, I'm in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Let's just go smoke my brains out and get just so I can't even think right mm-hmm. now. It's like, no, that's not healthy. Like, mm-hmm. why do you feel like you need to do that right now? Well, and you doing know? that as you as you've learned probably from all kinds of different ways, but partially the show yeah, is that if you if we do anything to that point of excess, we're just avoiding. Exactly. If, and if there's stuff going on that we're trying to get out of. Right? Well, and, and that's, like, of course, that's what I was doing, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to avoid the stress of the move. Oh, well, then let's just introduce substance. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you spent the last four years learning. That's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but, and I've never really been like that before. Mm-hmm. But this time I was just like, uh, yeah, I, I need that. And then I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? When did you need that? Yeah. You haven't needed that since you were 16. Yeah. You know, and it was the Mary's part house party. Like, And you needed it so that you could do yeah, some other crazy so I could shit. Be, so I could be <laughs> cool in my social group. Like, yeah. it is, I was just like, what are you yeah. doing? So, you know, I just have like, and then there was, there honestly was like, you know, I, I've heard talk, people talk on here about God moments and mm-hmm. I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in God as, as Christians say it. I, I absolutely hate the Bible. Mm-hmm. But I am a spiritual person. I do believe there's a creator. I do believe there's a cosmos out there of something we don't even comprehend until we get there. Mm. Or we're back from it and we don't, you know. So anyways, when I was looking for a job, though, like, there, I got desperate. And, like, I literally went outside and I just, I prayed. And I was just like, I, I got nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I don't know how the fuck to even move forward. And I swear to God, it was 36 hours later. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the and I've watched my friend do this. Like, I have mm-hmm. a friend in Victoria who lives his life based on faith. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he, if he doesn't have rent money and it's three days before it's due, he gets stressed out, but he just goes for a walk. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, the, the world will provide, mm-hmm. you know? And he comes back and he found 60 bucks in the bank machine and then went and played bingo and won 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. What? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, but I've, I've never lived that Is way. Is it a miracle? Allegedly. <laughs> exactly. So, I've, but he's just, it. and I've never understood how he lives his life that way. Yeah. He just has a faith that if he puts enough good in the world, he will, enough good will come back. That's a powerful faith, man. And he it's does powerful. a hell of a lot of good in the world. And he sure does. I sit back just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to do a little, and I just like, I went out and I just broke down. I was like, I'm done. This mm-hmm. is the. Like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, I can't get a job. Like, what the hell do I do? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was within a few days. I started getting phone calls and interviews. Mm-hmm. They were all out of town. But again, it was like, they it, 
So I kind of was like... They were all out of town for a reason, though. Yeah, it's like, it's the answer to what you were asking for, but not in the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And so there's just been a lot of moments like that where I like, I I hear people say this stuff on the show and, you know, you hear it and you're like, okay, cool. It's a great show. And and when it hits your real life and you're like, oh, I understand what they mean now by the significance Mm -hmm. of that moment. It's been pretty mind-blowing, to be honest. And I like... Again, I don't know if I would be going through this as well as I am mm-hmm. without this show, without you, without my friend in Victoria and my family and stuff. Like it just it's like a the perfect storm of, mm-hmm. of how I got here and getting through it. Well, and same with me, Matt. Yeah. Like without the show, without you, without your family, without the process. Without your other friends, like without my other friends. Yeah. Like there's a whole lot of people that go into like, I've never been one to say, oh, I did anything on my own because I know I haven't. Like, yeah. I know that there's people always supporting me, yeah. like, regardless. And so, and I know that not everybody has that. Yeah. And that's quite a privilege, right? Like, For to sure, have yeah. people who are constantly in your corner. And it, it, when I say it's a privilege, it doesn't mean that I don't have to work for it. It just simply means that I get, I get to work for it now. Yeah. Like, I'm in a privileged position where I'm able to... Totally. Um, reach out in a different way yeah should i choose to right and um thankfully like yourself though you too man you had to choose to do things differently man yeah instead of panicking and just going to shit you took some courses on meditation (laughs) you started to put out meditations like this is this is how we get through stuff man yeah and we don't get we don't just sit in the pit exactly right because if you sit in the pit we're not going to get through it. No, and it's just you're it just take a while. angrier, and mm-hmm. and life's not going to move forward. And, yeah, but you you really do have to make those conscious decisions. Like yeah. it, it was so easy. Like I even today, I just yeah. want to go to anger because yep. it's my go-to. Yeah, it's easy. I yeah. know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like to try to just calm myself down, mm-hmm. have a normal conversation, be like, look, I was getting angry, and and have mm-hmm. to explain my erratic moods yeah. to someone else and have in a logical way, mm-hmm. you know? And, and how do you explain absurd and logically? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I dropped uh, a Lego, and I, got, I went to red, and I started freaking out, and I smashed the pole in the wall. Like, what? <laughs> what logic? Because that's, right. like, that's literally what it is. But so, that's I'm, the logic for sure. Yeah, like I'll just be walking along, and something will fall <laughs> off the box I'm carrying. And I like I just want to put that box through the wall. Yeah. Why? Just put go down, put the box down, come get it again. Yeah. And, but it, so it's like you. I really have to consciously work at it, yeah. and that's been probably the biggest challenge through all of this change. Is that I can't just do it the way I used to. That's right. You know, like I don't want to be that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like like I said to my wife, I don't want to be angry anymore. Yeah. I I don't even want it. Like, there's times when you get angry. It's unjustifiable. Mm-hmm. Somebody stabs you in the leg, you're probably mm-hmm. going to get angry. Well, and, and anger is natural, right? It is. It's an emotion like all our yeah. other emotions. I've done a meditation on this on Insight. It's ridiculous because I'm learning Check out now. his meditations on Insight Timer yeah. under Quiet Monkey Meditations. <laughs> the worst part is, is I put that money, I actually put a meditation on specifically about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even living it. But you're trying, you man. You know? But I we, am trying, but it's But here's like, the thing, dude. I, I understand what you're saying because it's like, well, I shouldn't put it out there if I'm not perfect at it. But that's no. part of our problem. Yes. Is suggesting we should be perfect at something before offering to help with it, with it. Right? Yeah. 
Meditation, as you know, mister, is practice. It is. It right? is. Right? And you're never going to get control of your emotions. God, no. No, like you can control maybe how you react to them. I'm always going to get angry. But I, I mm. guess, yeah, like when I say I don't want to be the angry guy, I just don't want to be always reacting zero to out 100 of it. Yeah. and no in between. Yeah. And just, yeah, just reactive. Just yeah. something goes wrong, anger. And that's, like, where, that's where I'm coming from, man. It's like, yeah. anger's fine, right? Like, yeah. And in my house growing up, we weren't allowed to be angry. So it's really hard for me to like express that properly. Like mm. there's no question that I have trouble with it. Yeah. Um, like when I was practicing and so even sometimes to this day, like it goes from zero to a hundred, like instantly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we used to say, well, it's just the Irish temper and yeah, whatever, yeah. but that's just bullshit, right? That's just excuses. What it is, is it's my inability to process my feelings, right? Yes. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Even if it does come from intergenerational whatever, the truth is I'm the one having trouble processing this shit. So I need to yeah. get out of my head that some ancestor is going to come and fucking tell me how to do this. Exactly. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I need to figure out how to deal with my Irish anger, if that's what it is. Yeah. Um, or, which I think is probably more likely, is that I've internalized anger since I was a child. And yeah. now I'm a fucking rage. Yeah. I'm a ball of rage because that makes more sense to me, right? Yeah. Because I don't connect it to my grandfather or my great-grandfather, even though they very well could have been rageaholics, sure. right? And from, my, from what I've learned, they might have been, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but that doesn't excuse anything that I do. Yeah, like that doesn't you know? make it easier for you today now. No. To I, go, oh, well, that was my grandfather. Yeah. Oh, great. But you still have to deal with it because you have to interact with people. And still. I'm fucking angry yeah like and you're but, alive here today that's so right so let's you need I, to I know where yeah. most of my anger is directed at yeah. it's me for yeah. swallowing shit most of my life right like yeah, yeah. i'm angry because i didn't question christianity soon enough like i'm angry because i didn't allow myself to be open and bisexual young enough i'm angry because yeah. i was abused I'm angry because I use people for so long in my life. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, I have some anger to process. Yeah, yeah. Right? And the truth is, we both do. Oh, Most absolutely. of us do. Most right? of us like, do. And, and it's okay that we do. Yeah. This is where I'm getting at, is that it's okay. Yep. Right? Like, yep. But it's not okay for us to take it out on other people. Take it out on other people. Take it out on ourselves. Yep. Like, there's no point in being angry with yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. There's no point in being angry with everyone else. And that's the thing is, like... Like, when I realized with my, my ex-bosses, like, I just harbored this anger. Mm -hmm. Like, like seriously, where if I saw him in public, I'd probably fucking, like, go up and punch him. Like At just one that, point, you probably would have. Yeah, just, ah. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm like, but what is that doing for you? Mm -hmm. Just, just Darcy, what does that do for you? Well, I'm angry. Yeah, but, like, does it make your life better? And that's where I really had to justify mm -hmm. things. And I... It, it is, it's almost kind of sad that like at 47, I'm learning this, but it's mm -hmm. like, but I was like, how did I not know this before? Like, how? you know what it does for us though? And why we still connect to it is it gives us dopamine, man. That's true. It gives us dopamine, some feel good, a little bit of adrenaline, a little kick. bit of adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I know I don't, I'm not speaking for you, but for myself, right? Like oh, it does for me too. Yeah. And, and that's why I can even feel it now as I get older and I yeah. realize it, it's like, Oh, I love that dopamine. Uh -huh. I should probably like just calm the fuck down. Because <laughs> once it kicks, right? Like you just oh, want yeah. more and more dopamine. Yeah. And it's like, if I can keep this anger train going, 
I could get high for about 10 minutes. Oh, totally. <laughs> right? Yeah. Destroy then, everything in my path. That's right. Destroy everything yeah. and then feel like shit for Absolutely. however long after. Absolutely. Right? And yeah, and it's, you know, you got to break that cycle. And I, I don't know if I have fully, but I, I do feel like you're from working April on it. 15th to now, it's a different me, you yeah. know? Um, and I, it's fucking, it's still scary. Change mm-hmm. is still hard and it's still scary. Heck yeah, man. But you can, I can, I can go through it without the anger. Mm-hmm. I can go through it without getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. I can go through it without my child hating me or my dog being afraid of me. Like, yep. and that's, it that's possible. What, yeah. And like, that's what I saw is like the real sad thing about this is like, okay, well, when I'm redlining like that and I'm stomping around and I'm angry, it makes everybody in my house scared. Mm-hmm. Why do I want my family to be scared? Mm. Like, and it's not that I'm going to hit them. I've never hit them. No. But it's that I'm angry and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. They can't help me. If they came and gave me a hug, I'd push them away. Because mm-hmm. I'm angry. So it's like, but what does that get you at the mm-hmm. end of the day? It just gets you frustrated. Yeah. You know? And so I've just, I, yeah, it's just hard. And I, I don't know if there's any easy way to do it. And The I, only way, to, the easiest way to do it is the way you're doing it. Yeah, you just got to work every day. Yeah. And even today, I've all day long, I've like, all right, just calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like, life is okay. You're alive. Everybody's healthy. Like, you know, and at the end of the day, a lot of this is, it's just money. It's just things. Mm-hmm. This isn't the important part of life. Yeah. You know, and and so that's really where I'm I'm trying to every day just mm-hmm. constantly remind myself. That's not the important shit. The shit that you got all this anxiety mm-hmm. about is actually not the important stuff. Yeah. The important stuff is these people over here. Yeah. The people are the most important thing. And if we can go through this process and still be laughing and joking and smiling. And one of the things and that i holding I've, your people, man. Yeah. And one of the things I've noticed hugely is since I started really trying to check my anger and there was a moment I, and it was like a breaking moment where I just realized I had no control over mm-hmm. this situation. So why be angry about it? And it is, it's this weekend and last weekend were totally different. Yeah. And we were all joking around. We were having laughs. We were even making like, you know, a little, you know, digging into each other a little bit or whatever. Good. And it was just fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this is possible. And honestly, I, I really, I mean, I'm sure it's because they were in a good moods too, whatever. But I really think a lot of it had to do with just me. Mm. Just the energy I'm bringing into that room. And if it's anger and dark and cloudy and shitty, and I'm just hate the world, mm-hmm. everybody else around you picks up on that right away. Just your body language. Yeah, they right? do. So if you go in and you're making a crack and a few jokes and you're like, every, it changes it so much. 100%. And, and I, so I've had a couple of weekends now, a whole couple of weekends of learning this. Nice, dude. But I, I feel like now I'm starting to see the other side and mm-hmm. realize that's good you know it's kind of like you not doing those other behaviors mm-hmm. and going hey this actually feels good not to be it feels pretty damn an good. asshole yeah right like yep. i don't want to be the guy that i like don't have respect for yeah and it it just kind of feels good so you it's almost like now you're building that little tiny momentum the mm-hmm. other direction but it sure feels tiny <laughs> yeah you know what you're right it does feel small but it, but that's what it feels like when you're when you're walking and you're noticing every step it feels yeah. small yeah. What happens is over time, those steps add up, just like we say to people totally. who are new in recovery, right? Like, yeah. it seems overwhelming. It seems really shitty and slow, but you'll be looking at this after you take these little tiny steps yeah. over the course of time, and they add up to miles. 
like miles and miles from where you were. Right. And, and that's what it's all about. Well, and honestly, I, I really can take to heart now understanding what people mean by day to day, like every day you got to put effort into it. Yeah. Cause I even going to work and stuff now, it's a pretty chill environment, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure that when I'm sitting in my computer, I'm not trash talking myself. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm not angry with people. I'm not Mm -hmm. giving that off to people. And so now it it is, it's a daily struggle to me. Like when I'm driving home, I purposely, they're slowing down up ahead. There's no reason to get angry. Mm -hmm. Like I actually have to say that to myself Mm -hmm. until I don't do it. Yep. And so it's, but it it is a daily struggle and it's a daily battle. And I never, I guess I never really clued in. Like I heard everybody say that, Mm -hmm. but it just never hit me until now that I'm working on this shit. And not having control. Like those those are the two probably the biggest things day to day that I just every day I have to tell me, you don't have control over this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay. Step. And all you have to do is deal with it for today. Exactly. That's all just you gotta take do. A step back, let it happen, mm-hmm. and just you do what you need to do. Yeah. You know, and it, it's uh, it's one day at a time is a sound philosophy. It really is. Like it's one of the most sound things I've ever heard, to yeah. be honest. And one of the most true things is that absolutely if you can manage to get through 24 hours, then you've done it. Yeah, and and if you can actually get through it and go, wow, you know that was that was better than the day before. Mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing miracle because that's man. how I feel. Like I'm literally, allegedly, yeah, allegedly a miracle, allegedly a miracle, a miracle <laughs> of the cosmos. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. Someone someone said it the other day. They said, oh, dude. This was a miracle, and I said allegedly. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> but I was just joking because I. Oh, it's yeah. funny. I'm gonna have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you? Like, are you feeling like you're kind of, you're not over things, but like you're, you're gonna be in a better place through I, yeah. all of this. Like a. That's a good question, and you're right. I'm not over it. I don't no. feel over it though. I don't feel over anything. I feel like I'm, in it, and I'm I'm, yeah. uh, walking the best I can, just one day at a time, right? Yeah. And that is where. Like yourself, um, this was something that when I first came into sobriety, and it's actually my 17th birthday on the 22nd of this month. Wow. But when I came in, that's what it was. It was one day at a time. That was the first thing that made sense to me, was that I only have to do it for today. And I was like, bing, light bulb goes off. And I'm like, shit, because I'm worried about years and weeks and holy shit, like so much (laughs) stuff. And then from, from that first probably few meetings that I went to that just stuck with me yep. and it's still here like very deep in me ingrained that I only have to do it for today yeah and and that has allowed me to become way more comfortable with the uncertainty yeah um, and you see once we let go Darcy we then face uncertainty regularly right yes. because we're no longer trying to make it certain yes our way certain yep. and and once that happens yeah there's there's choices but you said something earlier about um, and this is how how it ties in with one day at a time is I don't have to have things that I want because yeah. frankly, I've started to learn through time that some things that I want are a detriment to what I need, right? Yes. They stand in the way of what I need. Absolutely. And so trying to even get out of the way of my wants versus needs, desires versus mm-hmm. needs, that's a daily process, yeah. right? To be in that frame of mind where I say, okay, Whatever happens today is what needs to happen today. Absolutely. And it has nothing to do with what I want and or need. Yeah. It has everything to do with what is necessary mm-hmm. for the bigger picture, which Absolutely. has very little to do with me, <laughs> although I might be a tiny microcosm part of it, right? Yeah. Um, but it still has very little to do with me. 
it has to do with everything. Yep. And if it has to do with everything, that means sometimes I'm definitely not going to get my way. Yeah. Right? It's definitely not going to go my way. It just can't all the time. Absolutely. Right? And that is perfectly wonderful. Yeah. Right? Because I remember getting what I wanted all the time. Yeah. I was fucking miserable, dude. All I wanted was yeah. more. Exactly. That was it. I just wanted more of what I wanted. And, yeah. and once being able to breathe and meditate and meetings and talking to people and doing all the stuff that, that makes up my life, right? Yeah. Just makes it that much easier, man. Right? To yeah. do it one day at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's, it's really hit home and like every, every day, um, literally last. And I mean, for me, it's been the last two weeks. Right I can on. honestly say it's really been something I'm focusing on. Yeah. But it's, it's been Good two weeks you, of just every day going and saying, okay, today I want to be kind. Mm-hmm. I want to be gentle. Like I, I don't need to yell and scream and stomp and throw things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to be angry. I don't need to have a frown. I, you know, like why the, the world is, the sun's going to come up and go down and I'm going to be angry. Mm-hmm. And then next day I'm going to be angry, but the world keeps moving. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I thought of, uh, I, I don't know, something came up about death and, you know, I thought about my dad's death and then I started thinking about people's death and celebrities deaths. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the end of the day, though, the world just keeps turning mm-hmm. and the world keeps moving forward. So the lesson here is keep moving forward, mm-hmm. not try to ha- hold on real tight to what you got now. Mm-hmm. It's because you can't. Because it goes away, man. It goes away. Yeah. Everything goes away. And it, yeah. that's not to be depressing. It's that... That sounds uh, the, liberating, actually. Yeah, and the, but the, that's the joy of it that I'm starting to realize mm-hmm. is that everything does go away. Yeah. This situation with my house will go away. Of course. Mm-hmm. And a new situation will arise that I have mm-hmm. to deal with. But that chaos is actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. And we need that. And that's life. So I can be angry about it. It's yep. going to happen. I can be sad about it. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. I can be happy about it. It's going to happen. So... What is the easier, what is the better thing for me to do for me mm-hmm. is try to be happy. Yeah. And, and just, I'm, I really am like, I wake up and I'm like, Hey, today you got to be kind and you just, you got to go through the world mm-hmm. being kind and happy. You know, there's no point in anger. Like it'll come and it can go, but there, there again, it, it can come and go. Mm-hmm. So, it can come and go if we let it, if we let it. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been mind blowing, but at the same time, I feel like I'm still a baby in the process mm-hmm. and I'm still redlining every day. And yeah. I'm like, but it's just change, man. Mm-hmm. It's just life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little bit more complicated to not redline when you're still in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so part of the, I think the process is trying to get the, that one day at a time to be very, very much one day so yes. that you don't have to carry over your anxiety into the next. Exactly. Right. You can yeah. start new, yeah. Get some fresh anxiety if you need to, <laughs> right? But that at least that's not going to compound on the anxiety every day. Absolutely. Right? If we yeah. can somehow manage to do the things that help us alleviate that stress and let it go, yeah. right? Which is meditation's a big part of it, right? For, yeah, for, for me, us. Yep. For, for me, us yep. it is. Um, and for lots of others, of course. Absolutely. But, um, at least for me, that really does help me. And, and as time goes on, man, and I practice meditation more and more, because this has been a huge part of my life for the... Yeah, absolutely. Obviously gotten bigger over the last year and a bit because I've just not known what's going on. So I just disappear into meditation and just try to tell me what to do next because I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't yeah, know yeah. why I'm insane. Like, you know, um, but yeah, now it's like, dude, 
if something's happening and I'm out in the world wherever, so long as I'm not driving, I can just close my eyes and be like, okay, yep. this is just going to come and go, right? Yeah, even just a few deep breaths. Yeah. And I find you're like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. I, I can deal with this now. It, especially if you give yourself a chance um, and you try to, you try to, right? Yes. You try to actually be mindful and purposeful about yep. this. And I think that's one of the things too that has helped is being more... Um, having more, uh, well, being more purposeful with Absolutely. with everything that I do, being yep. more mindful of of the actions I take. Period. Totally right has helped yeah. quite a bit. And that's that's one of the big lessons I think I'm getting out of this whole like I got to get out of Calgary and this is all changing, is yeah. that I got to live life more purposely. Mm-hmm. Driven. Like I I want to make memories with my family now, not just buy stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I I want to do things. I want to experience things while I can. And so it's living mindfully and, and waking up and going, today I'm going to be kind. Mm-hmm. So every situation you can be as kind as you can. Yeah. No matter how much of an a-hole that person's being, mm-hmm. they can do that all day. Yeah. But you don't need to be. And, and that's, so, that's, you're talking, you're definitely speaking my language, man. That's the attempt, right? The, yeah. the attempt is to try to be the same to everyone no matter how they approach you. Yeah. And that is a lofty ambition. It 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 really is, man. And I don't achieve it. No, God, no. I sure try, though. There has been at least a few moments in the day, though, that I I am able to step back and just take Mm -hmm. that breath, though. So that's moving forward. See, I I, I find that I treat everybody the same until people tell me I shouldn't. Yeah. Right? Like, until they start treating people differently. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why are you doing that? Like, we're all here, man. And, like, and it was something I said in the service. I'll tell you this after we're done, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was something that came up for me during the process. And it's just like, none of us are further away than this kid was. Yeah. I, I mean, there's lots of times addicts and alcoholics, we all have our opinions about how healthy we are and how well we are, right? Yeah. But what I one of the things that just kept coming to me was, man, 17 years and I'm no further away from that use than he was, right? Yeah. Because... It might only take me once. Absolutely. And yep. and I know that it might only take me once, hence why I don't go back out there and try it as of today. But in that in that perspective of none of us are well enough that we can be like not paying attention. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like that we have that yeah. we can forget. Yeah. You know? And that's usually when life has a really harsh way of teaching you that lesson again. Yeah. Of and giving you a fucking uppercut, right? Yeah. And it, it's going to be swift and hard because yeah. like you should have learned that already, mm-hmm. you know, but that's yep. just it, man. Like I, and at the end of the day, I'm finding too, like I, I've heard other people say, and I never did it, but now that I'm doing it, it's like, it's invaluable to just take a moment at the end of the day and be like, was there a time I could have been kinder or what, whatever your goal was for that day? Like, mm-hmm. Was there a time that I started to lose my anger? Okay. Why did that mm-hmm. happen? And I start to evaluate those times still. So that the next day you can wake up and when you say, like for in my case, well, I want to be kind today. I want mm-hmm. to be happy. I want to be happy to people. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, you kind of have to review that and be like, were you? Okay. Because yeah. then what I find too is like, well, no, I actually was today. Oh, fuck. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I didn't get angry once today Dude, or something. Now you're, you know? now you're talking step 10, bro. <laughs> you keep telling people you're not an alcoholic, but here you are I'm talking about step 10. Destroyed. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's learning. And that's a step 10. Dude, I, I swear it's like you hear it, but until like it, until life's like, no, now you need the lesson. <clears throat> Smack. <clears throat> yep. 
that you're like, yeah. oh shit, does that ever have value now? Because mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard like, just the little voices come up from these, mm-hmm. just this show. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, me the too. The day to day thing, how many times have I heard that? Yeah. And now I'm just now, I'm going, oh, that's what that's <laughs> like. Like, but it, and it's, I don't, you know, this is where I think people use the addiction label, like, not at addicts, but like people look at addicts like, mm-hmm. oh, there's that label. Now you're this kind of person. Mm-hmm. But it, like when I go through the steps, like that, it's not about being not an addict. It's about being a healthier person. Yep. It's about dealing with the shit that's caused you to, to do these behaviors. Mm-hmm. Whether it's drink or in my case, get angry all the time mm-hmm. or swear like a trucker, like whatever it is, it's different for everybody. Yep. It's, it's the same process you got to go through. You got to mm-hmm. deal with the realities of the past. You got to move forward. You got you got to put that, like you said, one step at a time, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Yeah. And that it's just it might it's for me it's a little bit mind boggling to think that like the twelve steps can help more people than just addicts mm-hmm. because it's it's just or or anything that helps addicts, mm-hmm. but it makes healthier people. That's the yeah. key. It's not helping an addict. It's just it's about helping, helping get healthier. That's right. In, in in a way, not physically necessarily, but but you might get physically healthier too. Absolutely, but right? like just that em, that emotional side that we never really want to deal with, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm realizing is like this is advice for everyone. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm glad you said it and I didn't because people <laughs> hear me say it all the time. Yeah, and right. But it's, the truth of the matter is, I've learned this through the last eleven years of my practice, man. That yeah. the steps can help anybody with anything. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to like it or nope. feel happier after. Truthfully, if you only do it once and then go away, you might not feel happier. No. But if you stick with it, yep. you'll start to figure out why we do some of the things we do. Right? Well, and it's it honestly is very freeing to now have purpose every day. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be kind. I'm going to be happy. I'm, I'm not going to get angry today. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm starting my day that way. So it's like I'm starting my day with the mentality like, no, today's going to be a fucking awesome day because mm. I'm not going to get angry today. Yeah. It changes your whole day. Yeah. You know, the minute I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go to work today. Mm. Well, now your whole day has gone to shit because you just decided today's going to be shitty. Yep. And so, it, but it, of course. And you, you can restart. You can. Yeah. You, you can reset at noon or whatever time. You mm-hmm. like, but that's the thing. You have that power. To do that, to control, like to, but to you work have on to do it. You have to consciously do it. Yep. But you have no control over this, and it's like it's mm-hmm. weird to f- figure out what those, like where that ends. And those are boundaries, <laughs> right? No idea. That's the and that's the trick when you're when you're li- living in in a world with no, with no boundaries, and where some people make you feel bad for having them. Yeah. It's tricky. It's it tricky is. to build them back up, right? Totally. Um, until you realize that you've had them and they just come right back yeah. when you're no longer forcing yourself not to, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, and we can, that's the trick about those things though, is that we can easily teach ourselves not to have them. Yep. Right. Um, but yeah, what a process for you, man. That's amazing. Well, and you know, again, I, I wouldn't, I'm so be, grateful. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you and everyone else in my life. Like I, I actually just really feel blessed to be going through this whole thing. Right on. Uh, as painful and as shitty as it is, and I don't yeah. recommend what I'm doing for anybody. But uh, but I do like I mean as far as the move, but I do like I do think it it it's different when you start being consciously, mm-hmm. purposely n- n- not going to those behaviors you mm-hmm. 
so used to doing. And yeah, and you start consciously. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Thank you. Consciously start doing better things. Yes. Like healthier things. When yeah. I say better, that's what I mean. I just mean like well, healthier things for you. Absolutely. Right? And somebody so recently here, one on the show, somebody said like, um, well, maybe it wasn't recently. It could be within the last year. But they said something like, um, you've got to make make the better choice or something like mm-hmm. that. And make the Not the right choice, but like make choices that better your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. And that, again, I never clued in, never even thought about it until it's mm-hmm. happening to me. And I'm like, oh, so that's like, it, it just starts to make sense. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, and then you kind of feel silly because it's like, oh, I've been listening to this for three years. And, mm-hmm. but it comes to you when it comes to you. And, and even there, you got to go, mm-hmm. you know what? You didn't need to learn it three years ago, clearly, because mm-hmm. you weren't. You need to learn it now, though. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm really, really trying to recognize that this is happening for a reason. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're going through your stuff for a reason. Yep. And, and it's, it's happening right now for a reason. You're maybe in the space now where you can learn new things about yourself that mm-hmm. you didn't even know. Right? Oh, God, that, yeah. And, and, and then you go walk away going, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, but you just don't know. And, and But we're here for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. these things happen for a reason. And I guess that's... I don't know. That's where I'm at. Dude, I like it, man. I so. appreciate it. Thanks for, thank you for coming on and talking yeah, about it. It's been a, yeah, it's been quite a trip, man. It has been. It's, it's been crazy because we, we haven't been recording, but we've been talking about this stuff for yeah. so long and months now. Well, and we, we took a month and a bit off yeah. um, from recording, which was really nice. It was, and, yeah. Um, it was nice, but weird. Um, nice because I just didn't realize how overwhelmed I had gotten with work mm-hmm. and everything and, just that's just having that one Saturday off or two Saturdays off a month, like yeah. was something big, right? Like yeah, it totally. felt like a nice break. And, yeah. um, and this is a really nice, I think this is a great way to start this fourth season, right? Is absolutely with uh, you and I talking about, man, one day at a time, one day at a time, it's a good way to get the whole season started is like <laughs> the theme of the season, <laughs> one day at a time, uh, and change fucking happens. It like happens. it just happens, right? Yep. Life so, happens. Yeah. Life happens while you're making plans, motherfuckers. Absolutely. (laughs) Right on, dude. All right. Thanks, man. You good, brother? I'm good. Right on, man. Thank you very much.